Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slobeef, coming to you live from a hotel in Cincinnati. Uh, with me, of course, my good friend, Paul Hoko. Hey, yeah. My good friend, Jim. Hey, everybody. My good friend, Oren Ronan. Good evening. My good friend, Turbo C. Howdy. My good friend, Devious Vacuum. Hi, everybody. We did the same thing as last week. We all picked a character character and um we're all just gonna go for it and with this time there's an install there's an imposed 10 minute time limit just to make things exciting so <laughs> oh wow oh wow we're telling them okay yeah good, good luck turbo that's right and i'm there's an actual timer i'm gonna start it now you're you're achi go all right so achi is the scooby-doo uh, mystery goes along, uh, and you'll see what I mean by that in a second. Uh, so we start off with uh, Kanan meets Hitomi and uh, and Achi. Um, so uh, we learn that Maria knew Kanan, and Kanan states that it uh, it is her fault that Maria was abducted and that she wants to get her back. Um, but we, before we can figure out why Kanan explain, before Kanan can explain that it's her nine fault, nine minutes thirty. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> There's a timer in audacity. <laughs> Penalties now. <laughs> There's a timer in audacity, so you can see how long. You can't. You can't fool them. Nine fifteen. You better keep moving. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Kanan. Uh, Several accomplices of the foreign syndicate show up, and Kanan's like, I'm gonna hold them off. You guys run on ahead. Um, and then we see a tattoo on her wrist. Um, we don't get a good look at it, but it doesn't look like the like two headed scorpion or whatever that they were talking about before. It just looks like a simple tribal tattoo. Um, so Hitomi and Achi run, and then they realize that Achi hasn't eaten since this morning. So he takes a burning hammer. No, um, they run to a fast food place to eat and Achi notices a flyer for an iron stomach eating contest in which you have to eat 1,000 <laughs> scoops of ice cream to win 10 million yen. That's so mm. many. It's too many scoops. I can't think of where they're going with this. Um, and if you look at like the hint text for that, it's like all of it is like poop jokes about how that will ruin <laughs> your intestinal tract. Um, a thousand scoops, like a hundred scoops would be wild. A thousand even just 20 is a lot. The thing that's goofy about Achi in this, and, and, well, it is goofy every time I, I read anything that takes place in Japan, is people going to a fast food re- restaurant and ordering spaghetti. That is so funny to me. <laughs> I do not know why. It's hilarious. It looks like good spaghetti, too. But anyway, Satomi gets very uh, introverted and talks about how she's uh, not like Maria. Introspective, not introverted. Wait, 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 wait. Um, speaking about spaghetti, did you get the tip about how meat sauce in Japan is not as good as uh, real meat sauce spaghetti? Yeah, it's basically ketchup with <laughs> stuff inside. Yeah, so that's that's true. If you if you get meat if you get meat sauce in Japan for spaghetti, don't expect a lot of meat in it. It's basically ketchup. <laughs> so just so you know. Uh-oh. Sugary like ketchup, like sweet. I uh, know it's ketchup with a little meat in it. It's basically tomato sauce with a little bit of meat in it. Um, just like a liquidy kind of meat sauce, like yeah. a liquidy tomato sauce. Okay. Yeah, it's actually not bad, but don't expect like American style meat sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so that, that tip is true. Gotcha. <laughs> Everybody got seven minutes. 
Oh uh, so God. Hitomi laments that she is not as adventurous as Maria. Then Achi's like, oh, hold, hold on, you, you may be twins, but you're you're each unique. Um, and Hitomi uh, talks about how Professor Palmer said the same thing, and that uh, Leland has given her lots of advice in the past. That's also where she says that where they make it very clear that they don't have the same blood type, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and that they're not identical twins, which I find a little difficult to believe. I think they had to explain away that part of it. Yeah, the blood you know? thing. Because <laughs> like, you would have the same blood type if you were identical twins, I think. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah you would. I mean, you, it's possible that you wouldn't, but, I mean, most identical twins do. You're basically clones, is my understanding of the science, which is nothing. Yeah, I mean, one of mm-hmm. them uh, hijacks the uh, island in uh, Alaska and grabs a Metal Gear. Six minutes. Um, so Achi <laughs> starts thinking that Leland and Hitomi are a thing, and that Hitomi has a uh, a thing for middle-aged guys. Why does everyone think that in this game? Fuck off. Because <laughs> she referenced two older men in, in passing. Women only talk about men if they're sleeping with them. It's true. They call that they call that the the, Be- the Bechdel San test in Japanese. <laughs> Um, so there's a couple that start gossiping about Hitomi, like, two feet from her. Um, Hitomi was apparently Miss Midoriyama, and Leland actually convinced her to enter the beauty contest. But as it turns out, Maria had entered two, so the two of them tied for first, because they are twins. Get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Hitomi doesn't believe that she actually won, and that was just, like... You know, the, Maria actually won, and they just wanted to make a good story by having twins win. Um, then, and considers herself sorry, Hitomi considers herself a terrible person uh, and starts crying, saying I can never forgive myself for what I did. Um, and then uh, goes into saying that uh, the night that Maria was kidnapped, the two of them were supposed to go to a college party together. Woo! Um, but at the last minute, Maria told Hitomi not to go. Um, they got mad at each other, and Hitomi yelled at her sister. Um, at this point, um, Hitomi actually notes that Maria is not the type of person to boss Hitomi around. Um, so she assumes that Maria must have had a good reason to say not to go. And, and then Maria gave her the wrong, uh, the wrong time on purpose, so she'd arrive late. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she sort of eventually says, all right, fine, show up at this time. So it seems like Maria was in on it. Well, she knew that he told me was going to get kidnapped and wanted to get kidnapped instead to protect her sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she she probably said she was a Tommy, yeah. Um... So back at the narrative, uh, Hitomi or Achi notices Hitomi's shirt is ripped, so they go to get her new one. And this is a very boring sequence, um... To which I even pointed out in my notes that the only interesting part of this segment was that Amy from Sonic was in the background, and then <laughs> holy shit, Yanagashita shows up. <laughs> um, so Yanagashita thinks she's Tama, or, or Maria, Tamaria, and asks if Achi is the boyfriend. Yeah, this, this game doesn't waste any time in like doing a lot of close calls and people mistaking twins. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of these in this chapter. Yeah, yeah tons of it. And we'll we'll get to it in a second. But they split up, and 
Achi starts chasing around different ones of them. Um, so, uh-huh. uh, Yanashida tells Hitomi to hold on to this, uh, worn out magazine for a bit and then just sort of runs away. Um, Achi, um, since they split up because Maria's trying, or, uh, Hitomi's trying on clothes, um, notices Maria, um, and thinking that Hitomi follows after her. Um, but while he's following after her, bumps into a guy yelling on the phone who is yelling about a uh, lock and a minivan, which I'm going to guess will tie into the cutscene we saw at the beginning. Yeah, and later on in the chapter, we will find out who this person is. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, one second. Oh, no. I'm... Servo's wasting the their valuable last two minutes <laughs> on this interruption. Well, while we have this downtime, I'd just like to present the math. A thousand scoops of ice cream is equal to about 31 and a half gallons. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Sorry, my cat was trying to climb into the ventilation system. Um, <laughs> are you sure it's your cat and not an identical a fraternal twin cat that looks a lot like your cat? Who's infiltrating your home? Was it a cat wearing a human suit? Yeah, it was my own, my own little Tama. Uh, okay, Aww. so where the fuck were we? Um, okay, so Achi stumbles into this store uh, where an employee is crying and says that they oh, are the closed. Chinese restaurant, yeah. Yeah, it's a restaurant. Um, so we look inside and we see Cheery, who apparently ate all the food in the restaurant. <sighs> the wildest thing about Cheery is that she's not that fat, and yet they keep acting like she is. She's not even fat. She's just like a little overweight, and they're like the biggest p- person in freaking Tokyo is eating all the food. Yeah, and she's like I don't know, like a size a size ten, maybe size twelve. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! I'm conflicted about this whole scene because again, it just falls back to hey, Jerry's bad, and she eats a lot of food. <laughs> but the like the worker at the buffet is just hilarious. Like she's, they frame it like she's this survivor. Like she ran into this cryptid, and she's got like fake tears on her face, and she's acting freaked out. She's like clawing at the window of the restaurant, and she has a whole backstory. These are like cartoonish tears too. Yeah, they treat it like yeah. it's a little horror scene. It's very funny. The the waitress. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Achi can't find Hito Maria. Um, but looks out the window and sees a bunch of syndicate that are hanging around uh, outside on the bottom floor. And then we get a keep out section and um, Maria is the one to fix this if you're playing along. Um, so as we jump back, Achi finds Maria, but Maria is just super confused who this random stranger is talking to her and walks away. Um, Achi follows her, but loses track very quickly. Um, then he sees Hitomi taking the escalator to the first floor, but while he's on the escalator to the first floor, sees Maria taking the escalator up to the second floor, and Scooby-Doo running through all the different doors. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this goes on for a little bit. Um, eventually, uh, he does find Hitomi being harassed by uh, the two thugs that were trying to get money from Yanagashida in a different thread of this chapter. Um, they then threaten the two of them, but one of them uh, recognizes Achi, and he's like, oh, fuck, I get to fight Mean Clean. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so we get a choice here to either uh, fight them, apologize, or run away. Um, Achi even notes that the guy looks like a professional, well, or at least has trained in boxing, so mm. that he would probably not win this fight. So I picked running. Um, I'm not sure it actually matters because almost immediately after the choice, uh, the elevator behind the two thugs opens up and we see Toyama. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I apologized and uh, he just like started to apologize and then got cut off. I um I chose to fight and Achi like I think he kind of he's oh no he starts that's right he like is like I need to go for a low kick and my timing's got to be just right and then the elevator opens before anything happens if I remember so uh so Yama sees the thugs then immediately presses the door close button on the elevator and the the thugs chase after him and they're like you wait right here <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, they do actually sort of wait here for a second while they argue about how ne- Achi wasn't at the meeting place, but Hitomi kept running away from Achi and blah, blah. Um, so, uh, Achi notices that Hitomi still has the magazine that Yanagashida give him. And also during the, just real quick, between all this stuff, while they're arguing over who was there and who was not, um, they don't realize that her twin could be there. <laughs> No, they're like, just nobody like, figures this out. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, he told me is the only one that could put this puzzle together. Achi's an idiot. Maria has amnesia. Yeah, Achi's Achi's too thick for this. Well, there, there's Achi and Yanagashida. They basically put the two dumbest men in charge of these oh, yeah, two Yanagashida women, knows. so that the, yeah. neither of them could recognize that they are not changing clothes. I want to see. I want to see Achi and Yanagashida adventures. Yeah. And He's at great. some point, um, um, Hitomi says, oh, you know, I was trying on some different outfits. And then Achi goes, oh, different outfits. That explains it. Like, he's like, no. he thinks <laughs> that she was trying on different outfits and then running around the mall. And that's who he saw. <laughs> Got to test them out. See how they breathe. <laughs> he's like, must be some girl thing. Um, so <laughs> Yanagashida shows up again um, and takes the magazine from Hitomi uh, and then tries to scratch off the scratcher inside. And then Toyama shows up again. Um, grabs the uh, scratcher from Yanagashida and tries to scrap hap- hatch, uh, haphazardly at it to sort of make the scratcher worthless. But he accidentally mm-hmm. scratches it all off in the correct order and makes it a winning prize. Um, and then they both run off uh, into the sunset fighting over this magazine. And I, I thought yeah, Yanagashida figured it out by now that you can see the the correct results but he didn't apparently he didn't no he just wanted to try it again <laughs> yeah um i'm sorry maria did but didn't tell him yeah, yeah. well she mm. tried but he didn't listen yeah um so achi and hitomi try and head for an exit um but it suddenly locks off and the loudspeaker announces that only the main entrance of this mall area is open um, so they're suspicious of this, but they head towards the first floor exit when they Achi notices the man with a cane. Um, then Hitomi notices behind them the two thugs that were harassing them earlier, um, and the two thugs spot them and start approaching, but then they get scared by something and run away. Um, so Achi and Hitomi, trying to avoid the cane man, head to the second floor uh, by going up a down escalator, but who would block them except Cheery? I I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about how Cheery's not that fat, because it's like, 
they're like, I can't possibly get past Cheerio. She's so big. But like, no. Yeah, like, you, you could. could totally get. It's like so easy. They show you a picture of it. It's not that hard to like just sort of meander around her. If anything's the problem, it's that the escalator's a little narrow, but even then, like, anyone would present the problem. She's just normal-sized! Yeah, and she's just standing there, like, wide. Like, if she just turned to the side, you could easily get past her. Yeah! Yeah. So, suddenly the Cane Man assassin uh, rushes outside after seeing something, and then uh, Achi and and, uh, Hitomi go outside, too. And then uh, sneaking up behind them, outside is Kanan, and we're back where we started. This whole chapter was nothing for those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also the reason the the deck collect- collectors, when they show up and they see, the last time they see Hitomi and Achi and they get scared and run away is because as Maria, you, th- you threw one of them down the hallway and so they think that Hitomi's Maria and now they're scared of her. Oh wait, we're done? Yeah, that's that, that was it. That is yeah. where, that's a TBC for uh, for Achi. We just saw Kanan, and that that sort of ended it. All right, yeah. I got you at sixteen minutes forty five and thirty three hundredth of a second. I blame the rest of you for those those seven minutes. <sighs> but without the asides, then it's just a book report. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. In conclusion, that's why Shibuya Scramble is a good game. The end. No, absolutely true. So I found out this week that the actress who plays Kanan was only 14 when they made this game. Oh, yeah, you can tell. She's a little baby. I think she looks older than 14, though. But she looks... Uh, to me, she looks very young. And I was like, why, why is she... Like, she's very clearly younger than Hitomi and Maria. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> why is the assassin a baby? <laughs> Okay, uh, so we uh, we start off uh, with uh, Maria's in front of the uh, the sales clerk, uh, and uh, at this point he, he he points out that she looks really familiar, and uh, she thinks he's just kind of flattering her and, and asks for a discount. Um, and he's about to admit that he just found uh, the thing on the side of the road, um, but instead he just he, he knocks off like ten thousand yen. And, it, and at this point, it's, it's significant that he points out that she has a tear in the left shoulder of her orange sweater, which is in the same place as uh, Hitomi's white one. And you get the uh, the choice where the you can um, it's the to, to get rid of the cat suit, and it's the either dispose of the cat suit yourself or uh, to let the clerk dispose of it. And I guess the the proper choice here is to do it yourself. And uh, the the, the clerk looks a little disappointed. So you, you um, basically you take off and you go look to get rid of the the costume and you find the shop boy who is the same guy that um, Achi and Hitomi ran into um, back on uh, when he was throwing away the garbage earlier on. Um, and it's the same one apparently that who uh, Sasayama got rid of his disguise uh, by and getting he's to fed the same up guy at this point. Yeah, and and well, actually, she's like, he's like, she's like, you know, could, could I throw this away? And he's like, sure, why not? Everybody else is just throwing the crap at me all day. That you might as well let this one too. And apparently, this is the same guy to the um, cheery uh, threw away her boxes of empty bottles and stuff. Um, and so she, because of this tear in her sweater, and you know, just to buy a replacement shirt, heads over uh, to the the mall, the Shibuya Gigo, and um, she uh, she runs into. Um, uh, Toyama 
who's looking for Hana and uh, and sort of and he's just you know he comes up to her and asks her if you've seen a daughter and then you know she doesn't know how to deal with this and, and then runs into um, Yanagashida in the hallway scooping a bunch of copies of four star general gossip because he's hoping to settle his debt by winning the 100k prize 30 different times this is his get rich quick scream uh, uh, scheme <laughs> and uh Oh, get which get rich quick get rich quick scream it's, it just turns me into Achi. Um, <laughs> the um, winning the ice cream contest would be the get rich quick cream. Mm, mm, yes, yes, yes. For God's sake, say something, Jim. Oh my God, no, he lost connection too. Oh my God, is something wrong with Discord? I guess so. It must be. It would um, not be very quick to eat 31 gallons of ice cream. No, it would take a bit. You, well, now it's just you and me. <laughs> What's happening? I, before, before one of us goes, I guess. Um, should, we just, should we just call um, in the chat instead of using your server? Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. All right, and then there are five. Well, I I can keep going in the Tama thing, I guess. Sure. Okay. Where the so hell is Where were we? Um, oh, so, um, so good thing both of us read this. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a hell to head to edit, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> yes, rip in advance, rip in pepperonis, or in Ronin. Um, so. Uh, so Maria is, uh, yeah, so Yanagashida is, is looking through all the gossip magazines for scratch cards, and of course we're supposed to be like, if only he knew how easy it was to win them just by holding them up to the light. And, um, Maria, I like how Maria calls him boss, it's cute, and she holds one of the cards up to the light and she sees that you can see the symbols through it, and she's like, wait a minute, boss, um, but he doesn't listen, and, um, throughout this, both of these both Achi and Maria's chapters are just Yanagashida, the debt collectors, and Toyama running around the entire mall constantly. And um, so the debt, collector, debt collectors show up and Yanagashida and Maria hide in a photo booth. And um, he's like, kind of makes a pass at her. And she's like, no, ew. Um but it doesn't seem to be like it's all. In, it seems to be all in good fun. Yeah, you you want to know what kind of photo booth this is? It's Purikura. It's like, like a couple's photo yeah, it's, booth. It's yeah, it's Purikura, very popular here. And then you get little stickers out of it, and you can decorate them with hearts and stickers. <laughs> yeah, so they do that, and uh, to to make it you know to keep up the the facade. So they take a bunch of pictures. So that's funny, and you see them together making faces, and um. And then she ditches him and uh, goes to buy clothes. She also is buying new clothes. And while she's walking around in the store, she uh, and she's, you know, looking, she reaches her hand into her pocket and she realizes that she has a photo in her pocket. And it's a photo of Stanley, the um, CIA operative that's with Kano, Kano, and Kano. Kano. Uh, and uh, she vaguely remembers uh, Kanan warning her to stay away from him, um, but she doesn't remember who Kanan is yet. And um, so she buys a shirt and heads out. And um, this is where you really get to see that they're 
the, the, the their personalities, I guess, because I didn't realize up until this point how conservatively uh, Hitomi was dressed until I until we see Maria in more of like a casual outfit, and uh, she runs into Achi. This this is a keep out in one of their chapters or something like that, and um, we have to uh, get away from him by going a certain direction, and um, she. That, like uh, one way is to you go upstairs see the the mysterious man talking on his phone. The other way is um, we run into Yanagashita again, and uh, we find that he gave the winning magazine to Hitomi, and so he's like, "I gave you the magazine. Like, don't you? Where is it?" And she's like, "You didn't give me a magazine." And he's like, "Yes, I did." Um, but before we can get too far into it, the elevator opens and the debt collectors are back, and uh, but Yanagashita, not to give up, uh, drags. Drags Maria into the elevator with the three of them and keeps asking for the magazine and tells the debt collectors that she has this magazine that has this winning ticket in it. And she's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It is unclear who they believe. <laughs> um, and uh, then the door, then the elevator doors open and Toyama's right there about to get in the elevator. And he's like, oh, and he runs away and the debt collectors chase after him instead. Um the next place that Maria goes is to the Chinese restaurant where Chiri ate all the food. And um, the there's like a whole backstory in the tooltip of the waitress that works there and how she's crying because she got yelled at by her manager because she painted her nails black and she wasn't, it's like not, it's bad. I don't know. He said, you can't have black nails. So he made her go to the bathroom and try to scrub off the nail polish with soap and water, which doesn't work. So her nails are like kind of like half painted and she's crying and she's upset. So what, and, what did they call the restaurant in English? Oh, I don't remember. It, it was like generic. If it had a name, it was like like the same kind of thing a Chinese restaurant would be called in America like China Palace or something so this entire thing this entire restaurant is a reference that no one in, in the English speaking world will understand and I doubt, I doubt many Japanese playing today will understand too oh it was something it, morbid yeah I remember now it's, it's a reference to, to another uh, Tunesoft game that came out a year before this one another visual novel a horror visual novel and the restaurant is named like it's a part of the name of the game and everything that's going on in it is refer- specific references to things in, the, in this game oh that's great tell me more about the game so <laughs> that's why it's like the, the black the, the black nails and you get like a little horse a horse thing a little video right oh in the tip. so that's why I thought it was just a weird thing that happened so so yes no it, it's direct reference to another game that Chunsoft mm-hmm. published uh, it's another visual novel like that's all photos, uh, like this one, um, but it's horror. It's actual horror. I think it works as a as a as a goofy joke as well. With out of context, it's still quite funny that just like all of a sudden there's a horror theme for no reason. It's pretty funny. For a second, I was like, "Wait a minute, is this like what we're seeing? And is this like a side effect of the virus?" But it turned out to just be a joke. Yep. <laughs> so then um, Maria go, uh, goes to like she goes in the restaurant in, even though the waitress tells her not to um, which is like we see that this is very Maria Maria is more just like she just does her own thing she does what she wants when she wants she's confident um, and more aware and she finds Hannah uh, resting in like the waiting area and she's just like lying on oh earlier in this chapter Toyama comes up to her and is like was like 
have you seen my daughter? And so she sees Hannah, and Hannah's just lying despondently on these chairs, just, like, looking up at the ceiling. And um, so she's like, hey, you know, your dad's looking for you, and she takes her to the security office, and they have, like, a moment in the elevator where Hannah's like, what's your deal? Why are you helping? Like, why are you in my business? And she's like, I, I don't. She could, you can say two different things, but I don't think it matters. You could say, oh, I like helping people, or you can say, like, I'm, I get bored when I'm alone. And then Hannah's like, me too. I've noticed a theme with Tama and Maria's choices is that they have a lot of choices that just don't matter. Like her in particular. But it could be nice to just like. You know, not every choice matters, but it can be confusing in a game like this where you're not, mm-hmm. you know, if you, especially if you're not reading the hints, I think it could probably be confusing um, if, how to fix a bad ending. Right. I noticed that the bad ending hints are getting more, like, obtuse as we've been going on. Like, previous chapters, it's pretty much like somebody, at least somebody at 1015 can help you. And now it's just like, maybe a conversation would help. I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> But it usually gives the, the person, like, the person who needs to not be there or be there or whatever. And at least for the keep outs, like, if you just do other uh, routes, it'll actually show you in the timeline who they can jump to. Yeah. There's a lot in in the tips, um, too, more and more. So you really have to read all the tips if you're not um, in the habit of doing that. But I like reading the tips anyway. I like I like the lore. Yeah, fun. <laughs> The tips have almost like an attitude to them, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. So Maria takes Hannah to the security office, um, which is down on the first floor. And before going inside, she like peeks in and sees uh, the man with the cane, which I think at this point we could just call Tateno. Uh, Tateno's talking to the security staff and he's like where are all the exits and all this kind of stuff and he's like shut all of them down except the f- the front and they're like okay and um, when she then uh, Maria turns around to bring Hannah in and, and Hannah's gone she, she already ran off so Hannah is still on the move she is not caught yet and uh so she heads back to try to find her again and runs yet again into the debt collectors and they ask her to call Yanagishida. They're like, you have his number, right? And um, instead of doing that, she uh, throws one of them across the hallway and um, and she's like, oh, I, uh, I guess I know how to fight. I guess I must have been trained in this. And uh, which is very mysterious, and I'm very excited about all the things that Maria did while she was in the Middle East. I know kung fu. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're t- they they are terrified. Um, um, but then, um, as she's about to leave, the um, the so debt collectors are afraid of her, but the. Uh, Two the two of the foreign men dressed in all black that are part of this crime syndicate um, show up and grab her and threaten her with a knife and lead her out of the mall through a different exit. And um, being like moved like this with two people hauling her away with a knife to her throat, she like triggers a memory in her to vaguely remember the first time she met Kanan um, when she saved her from being abducted while she was in the Middle East and she like 
took out the the guys that were trying to abduct her and um and it, like and she was like wow she's so cool but she still doesn't <laughs> quite remember like who she is yet um and um she also starts to talk to the men uh cuz they're like trying to i guess they're, they're like are you she starts to talk to them and they're like trying to ask her questions and she's like she tells them i don't know i lost i lost my memory i have amnesia i don't know who i am and they were like oh no are you the other one and she's like i don't know what you're talking about and they're like we got to we got to call this in and so they call they start calling it in and uh so maria doesn't remember that she has a twin sister um i wonder about that because i feel like like i mean i don't know that much about amnesia but i thought you kind of like you kept like really important information like how do we, like how the world works and stuff like that? But I don't know if you would if she would remember something like the fact that she had a sister. Yeah, this really feels like literary amnesia. Like it fits the purpose of the narrative, and that's probably about it. Yeah, and because uh, I feel like having a twin of all things, you would really feel that. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, unless so you just Maria, really hate your twin, yeah, I just, <laughs> right. we don't know. Like wish oh. fulfillment via the, via amnesia. They're like, oh, I forgot all the bad shit. This is great. <laughs> so Maria remembers uh, waking up in the storehouse with amnesia, and so she's like trying to communicate to the that to the men that are taking her, but that's not what they're referring to. And she thinks about it again, and she's like, why wasn't the door locked if they were supposed to like keep me in the storehouse? Like the door was wide open, and I just walked out. Um, um, which to me, I, that made me think that they thought they killed her, but she wasn't dead. She just uh, maybe because she's a super soldier. Um, so they so they thought that they had killed her by hitting her really hard, but she actually just woke up and had amnesia. Um, or or she has the regeneration powers of Hayden Panettiere from he- uh, Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we but we don't know. And um, then the the two men that are carrying her. Uh, run away when Tateno appears and he has a gun and he points it at Maria and he uh, thinks that she's Hitomi and she's like I'm sorry Hitomi I've gotta I've gotta do this um, and he points the gun right at her and that's it to be continued alright <sighs> 20 minutes 27 seconds but I'll chalk that up to discord having issues um yeah, we, we had technical difficulties in the middle. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, all right. Is it, is it Osawa time? Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I think it's the middle. It's time for the lull, right? The bridge. <laughs> all right. This is a good time to go get a soda, make a sandwich. <clears throat> so we last left off where Tanaka has a listening device... And uh, so I was got a little monologue where he's driving his senses coming out and treating another's born being intruded upon. But he thinks boundaries are putting him and others are breaking down. He's going mad and becoming something more, and it's something he can never bear. Anyway, Kajiwa falls on tables to Tanaka and finds the bug in his necktie clip. I suddenly hear in the midst of the one who bugged Tanaka. Tanaka doesn't know why, and I want to know she wants. So Tanaka emailing someone to her today from the yard to the lab. Tanaka was yelling, "Tell me, I want to cover that." So he interrupts Kajiwa, and I want to see someone who emailed. But Sawa says Tanaka's thing is he wants to be half to. Okay, well, that's a funny choice. I literally choice, cannot so I understand <laughs> yes. what you're saying. I loved it because he kept cutting out of Discord too. Because so yeah. I, was just yeah. like, I, I was like, "Wow, Discord is speeding people up." It was like flipping through the channels of a TV. Sh- <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll only know when we see the real recording how how audible I was. All right, but for real. Um, so Asawa's got this little monologue where he says he's he spent two minutes on that joke. Of- by the way. 
uh, 52 seconds. <laughs> he derived his sense of calm from not intruding on others, nor being intruded upon. He thinks boundaries between him and others are breaking down. He's going mad, becoming something more, and it's something he can never bear. Who cares? We're moving on. Kajiwara full-on tackles Tanaka. Uh, Kajiwara, of course, being Detective Banana. Yes, and he finds a bug, the bug in his necktie clip. Suddenly, I is here, and she admits that she's the one who bugged Tanaka. Uh, Tanaka doesn't know why or that he was bugged, and I wants to know why why she saw Tanaka emailing someone earlier today from the yard while he said he was at the lab. Well, Tanaka, as we know, is emailing Hitomi, and Osawa wants to cover that up. So Osama just kind of Osama just kind of interrupts. Um, Kajuara and I want to see Tanaka's phone to see who he emailed, but Osawa says he's sending emails on his behalf too, and you have a choice, and you can say to me doesn't make sense to someone from work which is vague or to pretty honey which i mean i had to pick pretty honey me too um yeah i i'd be shocked if that wasn't a five for uh, six for six on that um so everyone's gets really awkward they're like who is pretty honey and so so i was like it's a personal associate of mine you wouldn't know them and when he's pressed (laughs) he said basically he had computer issues asked tanaka to send an email on his behalf and Tanaka has Eren to run for him, so he's like, Tanaka, go get to it. So everyone just lets him go. Kajiwara thinks it's weird that I gave him a tie clip, like, specifically that. And But anyway, he goes back to, anyways, whatever. Osawa goes back to the Aya Kamiki forums where we discover Pretty Hut Honey is a user there. Um, and he sees a link to the Aya Kamiki fortune teller again and decides to use it again to see if Maria is okay. And he gets back, your, or he tries to use it for the first time, sorry. He gets back, you're a very work-minded person, and it tells him you can't do everything alone and he should connect with other people. Death Stranding 2019. <laughs> it reads him, it reads yeah. him to filth. It's just like, this is, the, oh, I've detected that you're here, you jerk. <laughs> Here's exactly what your problem is, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, hey, I know this section of the game sucks. Let me tell you why you suck. <laughs> um, let's see here. So Kajiwara, all of a sudden, Kajiwara comes and tells Asawa, there's been a development in the case. Everyone needs to go to the living room. They found the kidnapper's hot hideout. It's a condo in Hiro, owned by Tanaka. Dun, dun, but Asawa, Osawa and I protest, and Kajiwara's confused by that because he's like, wait, I weren't you suspicious of Tanaka? I mean, you bugged him. But suddenly someone calls and asks if this is the home of Maria Osawa and then Hitomi. Osawa says yes and then hangs up, and then the other person hangs up. So anyway, the cops want someone to call Tanaka, so I does it. And Kajiwara asks, well, where was Tanaka headed? And he can say to the officer, I don't know. And I said, I don't know. Um, I can't get through to Tanaka. Osawa still trusts Tanaka, so he doesn't want to come clean and tell him he's going to Hitomi. Um, And Kano calls. Kano, of all people, calls Osawa. Asked to speak with him, and asked if he gave the antiviral Hitomi. He thinks he knows what the kidnappers are really after. Osawa hangs up. But there are a few bad endings you kidna- can get here if you ask him different things. I'm about to tell you about them. If you if you just let's just calm down there, okay? I'm sorry. Sassafras. Okay. Got four minutes. We're at four minutes ten seconds. Um, Wait. So, so you're gonna tell us about the endings now? Mm-hmm. Oh, he thinks he knows what the kidnappers are really after. Osawa hangs up, what? But thinks the kidnappers want the Ua virus. That's why he gave Hitomi the antiviral. He tells everyone a killer virus is going to be unleashed and it's his fault. Bad end. Um, so I went to fix this as Kano and I accidentally had him say, this time, had Kano, go to Kano's route and have him call Osawa and say, the syndicate's really after you. <laughs> so... Um, 
This kind of fixes it, but then Osawa needs to go to his office alone, and Kajiwara lets him, and Osawa thinks this makes perfect sense that they'll victimize his, fa- victimize his family to extort money from him, so he takes a bunch of sleeping pills and says, A has come for me before dying. Bad end. Oh my god. That's that's dark. That's that's a really dark ending. Yep. Yes, yes it is. Um, but now let's have Kano say, no, it's Hitomi they want. So this time he grabs some sleeping pills, but he thinks back to six days ago and he gets a call at work from a guy with a voice modulator tells him to analyze Hitomi's blood or she'll die. So he does it and she's got the UA virus and he formulates a plan to sneak into the deepest part of his lab to get the antiviral. But it's one of those like um, oh shit, I can't think of the name of it. The, the two keys you turn at once kind of deal, but with a fingerprint scanner. Like, you need two people to get in. Like a dead, um, dead I forget what that is. But yeah, see, um... Permissive first, action links, Pete, yeah. pal. Um, and it's the first so, time we see a real animation in this whole thing. Oh, yeah! <laughs> no, there, there was a spinning briefcase at some point at one point. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is like a real Ocean's <laughs> Eleven-ass graphic, though. It is. <laughs> Um, so he needs Tanaka to do this. So Tanaka agrees and Tanaka is impressed. He'd violate company policy for his daughter. And Osawa dislikes the fact that Tanaka was impressed on by that, like thinking maybe he wouldn't do that. Um, so that said, he does get excited though, that they're technically doing a human trial of the, so Osawa is a nightmare person. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> he gets worse and worse every chapter. And the best part is it's immediately after, like, uh, Tanaka's basically like, wow, you do have a soul. Holy crap. And then he's yeah. like, I, of course I have a soul. Huh, let me think about how this is experimenting on my own daughter. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's like they wrote Achi and they're like, yeah, this guy is very quirky. He likes recycling on all that. Like, oh, we need to make this guy quirky for something else, too. How about <laughs> deadly viruses? So... Anyway, the antiviral is in her blood now, and then a visitor arrives, and in my notes I have, it's Minora Kawa, question mark, exclamation point. Uh, he wants an interview, and we discover um, four-star General Mag is the one that ran the story about Osawa's marriage of convenience. But anyway, Minora Kawa wants to interview one of his daughters. Osawa tries to get rid of him at the front door at Kajiwara's behest, so he takes Minora Kawa's business card, goes inside, and just throws it in the trash. So he goes back to that internet fortune teller, and this time he's told, if you don't get o- over your indifference to the world, the world might harbor quite a grudge. And he realizes he does care more about the microscopic world than people. And that's why Tanaka didn't betray him. He really didn't know Tanaka well enough for that, which I actually thought was kind of a good line. That that was a rough realization, my dude. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he's not even a good enough friend with me to have betrayed me. This is just straight up. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So the fortune teller tells him to find a way to connect more deeply with people. Death Stranding 2019. He calls up Tanaka, who picks up. And he had to keep out, but once we get through that... Um, Tanaka's just pretty open about it and tells him that, yeah, I resent the fact that you get all the credit and recognition for their work, and then he hangs up, except, you know, longer and more monologue-y. Asawa remembers the tie clip that I gave him with a bug in it, and that Kajuara thought that was an odd gift, and he remembers the article that I had a boyfriend before they got married, and he's like, could Tanaka have been that lover that she was with? So he briefly thinks I's a co-conspirator, but realizes the bug, like bugging him, then it makes no sense. He wants to find out about the relationship. He doesn't want to ask I because she's afraid he won't tell him. So he thinks there's only one man who can help him. He fishes the business card out of the trash and resolves to call. And he calls Minora Kawa and says he's your only hope. Eight minutes, 33 seconds. That's how it's done. <laughs> so Tanaka, better father to Hitomi than Asawa is <laughs> fucking his wife. <laughs> 
Can I can I also add how much Osawa sucks? Um, the next cha- the next chapter, right? It, it starts at three o'clock, three p.m., like fifteen hundred hours. His story starts at fifteen thirty. Like, there's a half an hour of the game of, of Osawa <laughs> that just doesn't matter apparently. And the title is "Think Thinking About the Case." Like, what a boring, stupid, friggin' story to continue. <laughs> you know, what the, like somebody who was writing for for Osawa was just like, "Man, I just I have nothing to do here. Like, this character sucks. What are you guys doing?" They're like. You know what? We'll just, you don't have to write half of it this time. Don't even bother. We're just going to skip over it. I just, like, I wonder if it was, like, the whole political marriage thing. Just like, have the toilet clog again. I feel like, I, I wonder, like, it, it has to all go back to that, right? Where, like, maybe, like, I and Tanaka were in love, and for some reason, I's father was like, no, you're going to marry Osawa instead. And, like, he has, has had no idea this whole time that there's been, like, this huge drama going on in the background. Wow. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even talk to his wife enough to know any of these things. <laughs> I still love that. He's like, I can't believe Tanaka would think that about me. Anyway, at least we're getting a human trial. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, can't, yeah. I can't get it out of my head. You know, silver linings, you know. <laughs> my daughter may be infected with deadly virus. <laughs> but guess what I get to do? Lemon, virus, le- <laughs> virus lemons into virus lemonade, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he also, apparently, once he cured his daughter, he didn't even think about the, the fact that someone knew about it and called him and didn't follow up at all <laughs> yeah. for several days it also doesn't bring this up earlier like this never occurs to him he's like oh wait a second I remember four days ago when my daughter was affected with a deadly virus Why did I didn't remember this before if it doesn't happen under a microscope he just doesn't give a shit hey you know who might use this information the fucking police who are here oh my god <laughs> Is, does that count as company secrets or something? Like, because he technically did a crime by curing her. I so like, he doesn't want to admit to a crime because he's that much of a fucking idiot that he thinks that he'll be also be arrested for that. Yeah, well, also it would fit that, that it could save his kids, but he doesn't want to admit that he did something wrong. Right, he did, he did human experimentation on a new medicine. That's serious. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if it went to court, he would be like, somebody infected my daughter with the Ua virus. Like, I mean. But, you know, I don't know how Japanese law works, but in American law, that's a tort. Like, you broke a contract. You Look, we played Phoenix right. We know how it works. (laughs) You can't put in a contract like you're going to work for us and you have to abide by these things. And if you don't, you'll go to jail. Like, that doesn't work. You have to, like, pay a big fine or something. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure there are laws about uh, medical experimentation, so. Independent of contracts. But he was clearly coerced. Well, on his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, but what they showed him down is he's taken her straight into, like, um, a medical facility that can isolate her and not try to do it himself. Mm -hmm. Is that that a crime, though? I'm pretty sure it is. This is a serious disease. If it didn't, if the the antidote Mm. didn't work, then... That's true, yeah, he's not, yeah. Well, mm. it, if he was a doctor, he could do it, right? Yeah, it wasn't approved for human. <laughs> I guess technically it's corporate theft, too. Now yeah, I think about of, it. Well, I'm, he, yeah, I guess he did steal it. Well, also, if it's not like, I mean, this, this is getting into American stuff, but if it's not approved for human use, then, you know, it could be considered like malicious intent. 
Yeah, the FDA is going to be all over that. I mean, sure, it would be a difficult trial, but I I feel like if you said someone infected my daughter with the deadly virus, then people would be like, well... Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think the jury would be on your side on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> Detective Banano yeah. might even testify on your behalf. Either way, any good parent would just. Uh, you don't want him to testify on your behalf, though. I think Detective Banana would testify on both sides against and for you at the same time. You don't want him to testify for you because he's just going to come into the courtroom with like a rubber duck or something and put on a puppet <laughs> show or whatever and make you look terrible. Your Honor, this is literally the most interesting thing my client has ever done in his whole life. <laughs> Detective Banana would be proud of him for for doing the right thing, so he would keep say no, just 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 charge him money. Don't put him in jail. Yeah, and let's be honest, if he had any real morals, he wouldn't give a crap about the law. He'd just do whatever it took to save his kid. Yeah. So who's next? That's the Minarikawa next because he's kind of. Connected to Osawari's chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Uh, yeah. So in this chapter, I think that we uh, get to know even more than before that the Minorakazu's favorite thing to do is point at inan- inanimate objects and scream. Uh, because I got <laughs> it all the time in this chapter. <laughs> I can't believe they faked us out with the computer. Yeah, so uh, as you can remember, his computer didn't work uh, last time. I also wanted to ask, um, in a previous chapter, they deleted the Apple logo uh, from his computer in the English release. And we get a lot more of this in, in this chapter. So did they, they delete everything connected to Apple from laptop ch- shots here? Did you notice? Wait, no. what do you mean? Like when, no. Did they covered like all the branding? So and stuff? in in, a, in the previous chapter, when I still was reading the English as well as the Japanese, uh, we had a, a shot of his laptop from the back. Uh, in Japanese, it had the Apple logo on it. Oh and yeah, in English the didn't. Apple logo. They just uh, photoshopped it to and deleted it. I'm gonna say it was removed again. That we didn't see it. Yeah, in this chapter, you had a lot more shots of the computer from the front and the back. And from the front, you, you could uh, it said that it's a MacBook Pro, and uh, so they removed oh, wow, all. Yeah. The, they removed all sides of Apple from, from the initial days, huh? Okay. That's funny. Yeah, there was no branding on the computer. Oh, so it's, it's a MacBook, just so you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so his computer didn't work. Um, uh, and he tries to fix it by pointing at it screaming. Uh, which doesn't work, but does bring the waitress uh, up to him. Uh, and she suggests it might be just out of battery. Uh, and that he plug it in, uh, and he does, and yeah, that's what that's what, what the problem was. Uh, makes sense. Ah. <laughs> mm. uh, so he starts writing his articles, but the waitress uh, still says it's being too loud because apparently he's speaking out loud while, while he's writing, and someone complained, uh, and that someone is uh, Rumi's father, uh, and they're still in the restaurant. Uh, Rumi and his father, and her father. And that makes uh, Minorikawa very upset that someone complained about him. Uh, and they basically get in a verbal fight. Uh, they both are stubborn and don't want to admit they, they, they're wrong. Uh, in the end, he tries to actually hit um, Shizuo, Rumi's father. Uh, but uh, Shizuo dodges. And that come, finally comes in the, comes down and goes back to his seat. 
Uh, but he can't get his motivation back now that he's uh, been distracted. So he orders spaghetti, which is uh, a, a repeating um, motive. Not that motive. What, what, what am I thinking about? Motif, yeah. What motif. Yeah. yeah. Putting motif in this chapter. Uh, he's writing a Napolitan, uh, which... What did the English text say about the death in the tip? Uh, Neapolitan is a corruption of, of Neapolitan, and it's just sort of the Japanese version uh, that isn't really related to the actual Italian version. Yeah, so Neapolitan is very popular in Japan, Neapolitan pasta. Uh, it's a Japanese-invented uh, pasta sauce uh, called Neapolitan, and they serve it everywhere. It's also kind of like ketchup with some such as a sausage on it. Um, it's, actually, gotcha, yeah. it's actually pretty good. Uh, but yeah, but... Uh, it has nothing I'll to do with Napoli. It. It, it has nothing to do with Napoli, but it's called Napolitan. Yeah. The, the tooltip says that the, there's a Milanese, too, in Japan that isn't anything like the actual Milanese. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, his um, machine is off again, uh, because when he went, um, when he got up to fight Chizuo, he tripped the wire. Um, and then he blames the restaurant for having plugs in places that are easy to pull. Um, so he plugs in again, but he didn't back up, so most of his uh, stuff is gone, and he had to rewrite everything. Uh, and then Rumi comes over to apologize for her father while he's in the bathroom. Uh, and uh, Minorikawa uh, remembers that he saw her two hours ago, um, fighting with her father and it's a motivation to ask her he asks her to sit with him and talk uh, with him for a while um, and he immediately tries uh, his luck he, uh, and asks if maybe she's one of the Miss Campus twins that he's supposed to interview uh, and she's not but she does know them uh, at which point she spits his coffee at her right in her face <laughs> like literally on her face <laughs> The, the art is great for it too. It's just these blobs of coffee coming at the camera. Yeah. So Rumi was apparently once Miss Campus uh, for a couple of years ago, uh, because everything in this game is connected. And she was in the judge in the judging committee this year, so she knows about the twins. And she tells her she tells them in Okawa that uh, that are sour twins and that uh, they live close by. She also tells him that. Um, they didn't apply for the contest together, for the contest together, uh, and that they have very different personalities. Uh, Osawa thinks this is uh, interesting, and he likes that they, they live close by because it's closer than the university where he was supposed to go. Uh, so he tries um, calling all the Osawas in the phone book and gets lucky on the first try, and that's the call Osawa got, uh, asking if this was the. A uh, place where uh, Maria and Itama lives. Yep. Also, this is when we got the tooltip where it says they're fraternal. She tells him they're fraternal, and the tooltip says that they would have different blood types. Okay. Um, and he gets his Napolitan, and because he asked for a lot of cheese, uh, the waiter just gave him a mountain of cheese on it, uh, which is kind, kind of funny. Wait a second, they are fraternal twins? Yes, they're not identical, they're fraternal. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it is pasta, uh, the waiter is still made of medicine the team. There's a funny scene where it switches between two photos. One with looking at the food and she's angry and one where she is looking at her and she's 
He's been really rude to the waitress the entire time. Yes. He's so rude. (laughs) Okay, so we're done with the restaurant. Uh, He goes out and he decides to go to the Osawa house before going to the theater. Uh, We're supposed to interview uh, the director. Uh, He gets uh, Kimizuka's taxi again. Uh, (laughs) Which... um, I guess Kimizuka's uh, stalking him because this is a really like, good coincidence if, if, if he isn't. <laughs> yeah, he's just the best taxi cab in the all Tokyo. That's why he shows up on demand when needed without even asking. Yeah. Uh, so they get or Minoru to- Kawa just like throws lots of money at him and this guy's just putting his kids through college. Yeah, but he refuses to get to take more money uh, from him later. Yeah. Anyway, they get to the Osawa place, uh, and there's no response uh, from the intercom at first, but um, you can decide to try again or uh, leave and go to the director theater. You're supposed to stay. Uh, and there are a few bad endings that can, that can um, occur here. So you can see Osawa getting dragged away in handcuffs. Um, and that's if he um, admitted that he um, unleashed the virus uh, in his route. Uh, you can end up talking to I, um, and she sends the cop after you because uh, you're working for that magazine that published a bad article about her, and they arrest you. Uh, or you can um, just have the cop go out on their own. That's if um, Osawa killed himself and... The cop thing that he's the one he was talking about uh, in his last words, that A is coming. So they come out and arrest you. Uh, or <laughs> you can do, uh, if, if you did everything right on South Roots, then he actually uh, gets on the, uh, on the um, intercom and then comes out and takes your business card. And you ask him to call you back when uh, his daughter is uh, at home. Uh, he also notices the, um, the blinds are drawn in the house, so he thinks something suspicious is going on there. Uh, hmm. uh, so we're done here. We're off to the um, theater to do our interview with the director. This rules, by the way. Yeah, it's great yeah. interviewing techniques. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this was actually my least favorite part of the of the chapter. <laughs> this entire interview. I didn't get it at first, but then once you remember, oh, once he start, he's doing this on purpose. Yes. He's- he's getting this man riled up on purpose, then it becomes very funny. Yeah, so the, this director is also very proud of himself and likes to point at things and scream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the one part that I'm glad is not voiced, is Minorikawa screaming at things. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Minorikawa calls him, so I asked a little bit about it already, so in English apparently he calls him R.I. instead of R.I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Japanese, which it says, doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, in Japanese, it says "owarai," which basically means uh, "big laugh." Uh, he calls him "lol," basically. Uh, <laughs> which is a better joke than just calling him "or I," which is like somebody wanted to make a pun and uh, no. It's also closer. It's "owarai" and "owarai." Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't. I had trouble when he was calling him "orai." I was like, "What is? What's wrong exactly?" You know. Uh, so they have the interview and um, his assistant is also there um, 
with a woman that um, is very disturbed by, by what's going on and tries to fix the situation. He, he, he gets her name wrong too. Um, so what did they do in English here? Do you remember? I don't. Was that in that, our reading? Because in her name is uh, Sukuzawa and Minorikawa calls her Sugowaza, which means something like um, an amazing trick. Oh, so I don't think they... I, they may have done the, the mispronunciation, but I don't think they did any kind of joke with it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Sugowaza is just not a name. It's, it's basically... It's literally an amazing trick. From, well, so, yeah. So, there's another pun here that I, I guess it didn't translate at all. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the interview goes that um, Minorikawa tries to get out of him why he stopped being a TV writer and went into the theater. Um. And he ends up getting out of him that um, uh, TV writing pays more, but uh, it, uh, theater is what he's into, and it's much more fulfilling. Um, and apparently goes into a 15-minute, like, very um, emotional story about his life. Uh, so uh, Minoriko is pleased with what he got out of him. But then he slips out the title of the article he was about to, uh, about to write. What, what is the title in English? Oh, it's like washed up directors. Where are they now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Aura is, is mad that his um, article is about washed up director. Uh, but then, when Akao gets the call from Osawa, uh, and uh, he's intrigued, but he wants something more to follow because uh, Osawa asks him to, follow, to, to research the previous uh, for Star General story about. He, uh, him and his wife. Uh, Minorikawa wants him telling Sawa something more, and Sawa tells him that the world's power balance is, is on the line, and that he'll get the rest uh, mm-hmm. after he does his research. Uh, so uh, Minorikawa agrees, and he's off um, with extra energy to be continued. All right. He did it. He got all the articles. That is... 13 yes. minutes, 7 seconds. Okay, 13 seconds. Okay. Kano time. Kano time. If you're uh, going to do this, you got it. You, if you're going to speed run Shibuya Scramble, then, you know, you got your work cut out, buddy. Good luck. Well, I apparently chose easy mode because not a lot happens in Kano's story this time. And it starts pretty much with an immediate keep out. Um, so we're... <laughs> Picking up from the last time where all those guys uh, were found murdered by Kano and Stanley. Um, and one of them whispered the name Cannon. And here's where Stanley reveals to Kano, after much prodding, that um, Cannon is, is an assassin from the Middle East and is involved in covert spy kind of stuff. And. Um, Stanley doesn't want to reveal too much more than that, but they're looking around and seeing, you know, what kind of evidence they can find in the area. And they find a relay plan for the ransom, which is, um, a map of all their guys and where the eventual end of it is. And it leads to a condo, which, uh, is owned by Mamoru Tanaka. So Osawa's, partners involved in this somehow which we've kind of figured at this point um they 
make their way to the condo, and they're seeing one of the relay guys with the case making his way there. Um, Kano bursts out of the car and makes the arrest. Um, they apprehend the guy, and they get the briefcase as well. They open it, and inside is, in fact, a bunch of um, like actual ransom money. But... Um, Stanley seems disappointed in this and he says this is a decoy because what he was actually expecting was uh, samples of the antiviral. And it's here that they kind of suss out that Hitomi is involved with the antiviral and what they're really wanting is that. And I can't quite remember if they figured out that it's in her at this point. Or maybe that she just has it, but they know that they're really trying to get to her, and this is where Kano calls to confirm it with Osawa and be like, did you give your daughter the antiviral? Uh, I guess thinking at this point that maybe he just kind of gave it to her in safekeeping. Um, but we have another keep out here, and then this is where you get the bad endings with... Um, Osawa. And when I first chose this, I kind of offhand just chose the the syndicate is after the virus, which leads to the band ending where he's Osawa's imagining the city all infested with the virus and people dropping dead. And it just it cuts to this scene that I enjoyed, which is him just kind of looking up at the sky and this plane goes overhead and just drops this huge fuck off bomb right into the camera. Because that's um, how we deal with Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even, I mean, it just kind of gets bigger on the screen. Yeah. It's like one of those like stop motion <laughs> things where it's just like, oh, it's really big now. Like it doesn't fall over the horizon or anything. It just flies straight into the camera. Yep. Um, so, of course, we can say the right thing, which is they're after the, after Hitomi. Um, let's see. They have to find Al Kurawan because of the conversation that they saw him have with Hitomi. And they remembered that he said something, but they didn't know what that was. So they have to find him again. And Sasayama is called in to make that apprehension. But Toyama gets caught up um, in the scuffle. Toyama, the editor guy with the missing daughter. And Sasayama winds up being stabbed. But they still no. they still arrest the guy. And at first I'm thinking, okay, this is a whole bunch of shit that we're going to have to do with everyone else. Where it's like, okay, Toyama can't actually be there because then Sasayama gets stabbed and Kano is so sad that he quits the police force and, and goes to, I don't know, sell magazines somewhere. But no, that's actually what happens. Um, no. Sasayama. So we don't know if Sasayama's dead or not, but I don't know. Maybe he is. Got a big friggin' knife in his stomach. It don't look good. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It's, it's a cartoonish injury. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another thing is um, when Kano is like getting upset and like looking at the monitors, Stanley has a line and he says, my brother was just like you, implying <laughs> a tragic backstory that we may learn later. Yeah, I mean, he kind of puts it forward like that, but... um. Kano doesn't really care. Like, he doesn't know oh, your brother. He's just, he's too excited and into it while he's watching the monitors. They're 
looking at all the cameras around Shibuya trying to find the guy. I still think Stanley's going to be evil. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. And Stanley's like, uh, you get too excited for this stuff. And he's going to be like, I never had a brother. I had a brother, <laughs> but I killed him. He was just like you. <laughs> Damn. Damn, Stanley. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Kano doesn't really do much this chapter, and I don't think any of the choices that anybody else makes even impacts him. It's just a series of keep-outs. So there's one ending that happens right at the end of Kano's chapter that's the best ending in the game so far, I think. Oh, I must have missed it. Oh, that, yeah, that was really good. And that, um, ha- that's actually the farthest away from what triggers it. So the very first choice you do with Tama, I wonder, with Maria, um, causes it. Uh, oh, will you let the shopkeep take care of the outfit for you? Yeah, so if you let the shopkeep take care of the suit, then, um, what's his name? Um, the cosplay detective? Sasayama. Yeah, Sasayama. Sasayama. Sasayama decides to get a cat suit as a disguise instead of whatever he, he wears at the end there. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And actually, someone else wants to take it because I, I think I'm going to make a poor job explaining you what happens. I kind of forget exactly what happens. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm going to guess he tries to make the apprehension, but he can't do it because the cat suit is No, big it's, it's, and... it's weirder. It's much, much weirder. So, yeah, he, can, yeah. he can't do it. But then the, um, the guy from the costume uh, shop, the, the costume rental place is there, trying to get the costume back. And he thinks that it's... Um, uh, What's his name? Why, why am I keeping blacking out the names today? You think you think it's Yan, uh, Yanagashita? Yeah, I think it's Yanagashita in there. Uh, and and Kano goes to the scene, of course, so they're all there. And the um, they can't get the, the suit open again. It's stuck again. Oh my god. So now Sasayama has become the new Tama. No, so, so suddenly they hear a meow coming from inside the, the suit. And if you remember, it happened before with, with Tama too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like a cat meow, a real cat meow. Mm-hmm. And the um, rental guy uh, talks about how they made a mistake renting out a suit because that suit is, is mm-hmm. cats, C A T S, capital letters. Um, yep. And that, uh, the, the tips tell us that that's um, a, um, a code for what. I'm, I'm not sure if they actually did the same in English, but I think it's costume as transmitted as uh, a transmission uh, device or something like that. I was that. taking notes. I was so busy taking notes for Osawa, but yeah, it's an initial. It's a it's an acronym for something like yeah, like yeah, and and, yeah. and, and you also get like a schematic of the cat suit uh, and has all these robotics parts in it. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the, the, the custom metal guy gets panicked because something is going on there. Something is, is uh, starting to happen with the suit. And suddenly they're getting assaulted by a lot of meows. Uh, and the soundtrack is just mm-hmm. uh, gets, gets, uh, like a thousand cats meowing. Uh, <laughs> and then they get sucked into the cat dimension. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. And that's the well, end. That's what my cat was trying to do with the ventilation system. <laughs> <laughs> He's opening the portal. Yeah, and that's the and that's the bad ending. <laughs> and if yeah, you didn't see it, then go wonderful. then go watch it because it's yeah, really good. I'm gonna go do that now. Oh my god! I'm watching it literally now. It's it's costume as transmission system, and they just spin around like Bill and Ted style, going into the different <laughs> universe. <laughs> oh my god! 
It's pretty wonderful. Congratulations, Pola, though. You were the technically the fastest. Well, like I said, I think I chose easy mode because Kano didn't do a lot this time. Just take the, just take the fucking victory. Jesus Christ. Ugh. So disappointing. Any, no, uh, anyway, um, I'm just kidding, buddy. Oh, I know. Yeah, and I, I, I also, um, I, I, I didn't write this down, so I, I got this descending from memory, so I may have gotten some things wrong. Uh, wrong so go, go look at it. Go watch it. I, well, you did better than me. I was just like, something portal. Like, that was all I remembered, <laughs> something really. Something portal. Like, some portal was happened, and it was really funny. What a good video game. Yeah. It was funny, too, because you had mentioned it in chat, but I guess I saw the wrong number. Like, I thought you said 38. And, like, 38 is, like, something like when, um, uh, what do you call it? When you get the bad ending, when the, uh, I, uh, confronts uh, Minoru Kara outside and threatens him with cops. I'm like, that's not a great ending. I'm like, what? What were in like that? I guess I just, I just read the number wrong. I didn't realize it was 35. The implication is that, if, that, that, that when Maria was in the cat suit, she was also very close to be, to getting sucked into the cat, uh, to the cat dimension. Yeah. <laughs> because touching wow. the house just before she, she took the suit out. But because Maria was pure of heart, she was able to resist the cat dimension. <laughs> I still, I still love Minoru Kawa's succumbing to death after losing rock paper scissors, even though he didn't really lose. Is my favorite, favorite. But this yeah, is, that was great. This was pretty great. What I love about Minoru Kawa is just—I mean, we said this last time—but he's never discouraged about anything. He's never like flustered or anything. Like his computer breaks and all the shit that he put on it was lost, but he just starts writing it out by hand like nothing. I want to know, like, since he's like in a lot of other games if he's like voiced at any point he's in a sequel um by the way there's an anime sequel someone on twitter told me about i'm trying to find out yeah i, I told you about it last time no it's, no <laughs> it's this person uh, thanks by the way there's an animal sequel called kanan it's not as good as the game but minora ka was fantastic in it thank you you got some other stuff there you want to tell us that already already told us but your friend on twitter told you i don't know coop dougie co-op dougie that well I can see it right here, though. I have proof. I, it can't help you. I, I heard oh. somewhere that he was in something else, too, but I think by Spike Chunsoft, but they might you have just been You probably ask Cope Dougie for all that yeah. information. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody thought, was somebody just talking to you, turn around there and he could chat. <laughs> Anyways, did you know that uh, in, in Japan that the spaghetti sauce is actually ketchup? <laughs> No way. Co-op wow. co Dougie strikes again. <laughs> I knew that before Co-op Dougie told me. <laughs> you know, I heard about this game called Danganronpa that Co-op Dougie did a whole Let's Play of on something awful. I heard he did most of the fan translation. <laughs> what a hero. Shout that out piece to of Dougie, shit everybody. made me quit the SA forums. I'm gonna kill you, Co-op Dougie. Oh. <laughs> Anyway. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up in a you nice know what we're doing. Hour See you next time. Another another hour down as the case continues to move forward very slowly, but it feels action packed when it's happening. It is like twenty four. It feels kinda of bad that we're moving slower than the actual game is. I don't feel that bad. It feels I feel pretty good. It's never boring except for Rosal. If you want it faster, yeah. then play the game yourself. Just hit enter. 
Mm. Dead, dead to rights. Dead to rights. 